Hey, what's going on, everybody? You listen to Seggy Station. So, man, that has a nickname. What was that to say? With no shame. Friday, February 9th, 2023. NBA trade deadline day as the association has been dominating the sports headlines this week. Super Bowl week. LeBron James breaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's career regular season points record. And the trades keep piling through in the NBA. Yesterday, Kyrie Irving for the Dallas Mavericks last night. Russell Westbrook traded away from the LA Lakers for D'Angelo Russell and a few other players. And obviously the blockbuster, Kevin Durant to the Phoenix Suns. For a few players and four first-round picks, unprotected, a 2028 swap. Seem to keep most of their roster together. Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre, and Kevin Durant are the Phoenix Suns the favorite in the West. That is now the question, and trades potentially still to be made as the deadline is not till 3 p.m. today. Plenty to talk about hoops-wise. Rich wants to stop by to do so. Looking forward to catching up with him on all of the craziness, wild stuff happening in the NBA this week. And we got the Super Bowl just three days away, so obviously media day and all the stuff prepping for the Super Bowl is going on, as you'll see more and more shows, sports worldwide, hosting at the Super Bowl as we approach the big game and then we'll wait for football to return long five six months time just ripping on by already almost through February here in a couple weeks and haven't had any snow in Connecticut so been a wild winter a lot of stuff happening in the sports world elsewhere and we're getting cranked up here for Pitchers and catchers in a week. Baseball will be back around the corner here. Springtime. Golfers will be cranking it back up outside as the weather will be warming up. And really can't believe how fast time's been zipping on by here. Seggy Station Podcast. Nick Seglin here. Appreciate all love and support for the podcast as always. Can't believe all the stuff happening in the sports world right now, particularly in the NBA. I think it's going to be an incredible second half of the season here after the All-Star break. And then obviously leading into the playoffs, NBA basketball in the playoffs. I think there's nothing better. March Madness here in a few weeks. Great time to be a sports fan. Great time to be here talking sports today. My guy Rich coming through. Should be a good show. He should be here in a minute. Enjoy it. What's what good? good? How are you? Doing good, dude. What's good with you? Am I, uh, am I coming through real slow here? No, I can hear you. I was just switching over the camera. I feel like you're responding. Okay. 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 What's good? Um. Yeah. Fucking wild last night or two. Or I guess just last night. I was up to like two in the morning last night. I was like literally in bed looking at my phone right when Durant got traded and I was just looking at stuff. I was like, fuck, I was just kind of up. Like Lisa's like, yo, turn your phone light off between men sleeping. So I was like, all right, whatever. I just like came out and was like fucking around, like looking at stuff, like watched like little video of like worldwide wob. The dude on Twitter was like live streaming on YouTube talking about it. So like I, I was up for a while. Like that was nuts. I think I texted you guys like literally the second, I have alerts set up for that uh, underdog Twitter we've talked about that like does all the injury news alerts and they do trade alerts too. They beat Woj to it, I guess, because like it wasn't 100% official. They were like, Kevin Durant about to be traded to the Phoenix Suns before 
I got anything else and any like game odds they take down right away. They're usually a little slower with futures odds. So I like instantly within 30 seconds logged into DraftKings, had one $10 free bet, placed that, then put another like $25 on the Nets to win the championship. So you mean the like Suns? You mean the Suns? The championship. I mean, yeah, sorry, the Suns, the Suns. Yeah. So uh, like 600 if they win the championship, got those down quick. Yeah, a couple quick thoughts here. So when on a week where the Super Bowl is three days away and it's Super Bowl week is what we call it, we're hyping up the Super Bowl, media week, all the stuff that kind of leads into this game. Bro, NBA is dominating the headlines, dog. Heading back to Tuesday night, LeBron's record-breaking performance, and there's plenty to talk about in that. You guys are blowing, you're blowing up my phone. You're like, is this game about to go on? Like, I'm like, yeah, this is crazy. Obviously, everyone, I wonder how many views that was, because uh, the NBA viewers is just way, way down from the NFL, but I'm interested to see, like, how many were, like, tuned in to, like, actually watch that. Um and just like how that went down. And then the funniest part about it is they're playing the Thunder and the Thunder ended up winning the game. So it's kind of like, wow, um, I'll remember that until the day I die. That's crazy to me uh, that the Thunder actually won that game. Um, and to me, the bigger story is kind of what I was kind of talking to you about LeBron, you know, starting out the season is like, bro, as much as that was incredible i mean he went so ice cold in the fourth quarter and it's like you got to win that game as much as it kind of sounds stupid like they were tied with the thunder in the standings and it's like when you're trying to like get back up in in these standings that are super tight like all these games are gonna matter uh come down to the wire like you can't be losing that game to a thunder squad my squad that is playing out of their mind like i was telling you like, they got a shot to make this play-in tournament, which I don't think a lot of people thought would Chet Holmgren being down for the year. And as a Thunder fan, that yeah. is got me super excited. But obviously, we're talking, you know, mostly NBA trades and all these blockbusters. But with that going on with LeBron, we'll talk some Lakers with the trades. You have Kyrie going to Dallas. Like, literally, we shut down the podcast. This is how I got to throw this in, then we'll get into the trades, which is like, we shut down the pod, you and me, last week. I was totally wrong about this. I was like, bro, I don't think there's going to be a lot of trades. Like, last year, there was a ton of trades. Like, everybody's so close right now. I feel like everyone's kind of, like, biding for the same, you know, the same guys. Like, all these deals. You talked about, you know, the the market being kind of thrown off with some of these deals that were made over the offseason. And all of a sudden, 25 minutes after we got done, I texted you. I was like, oh, Kyrie demanded a trade. I'm like, here we go. And, like... The second I saw that, I was like, he's 100% getting traded. Because I was like, we can talk about all the stuff that's going on with Kyrie, but like, let's just get to the point where it's like, it's been a disaster for the Nets since they brought that big quote unquote big two, big three thing they had going on together. And now you got Ben Simmons left in Brooklyn with like all these like picks and and uh, players that they brought in. It's almost embarrassing. I listened to a ton of the fan. Bro, the fan is going to be. Off the charts sad today with how, how it's gone for the Brooklyn Nets since they brought in that the, that pairing and James Harden. And we talked about that on the pod. And I said, yo, this ain't going to work. And that was almost the biggest disaster in sports we've seen. But I'm just trying to say that the NBA is dominating the sports headline right now with these trades and this going on with LeBron and everyone talking LeBron and legacy and now everyone kind of getting forward to once the Super Bowl is played the only thing we have to look forward to rich 
minus March Madness, if, you know, if you're still down with that, is this second half of this NBA season in the playoffs, which are going to be phenomenal now. And you still got more trades to be going because the trade deadline's at three and there's probably going to be more moves. And then we kind of wait and see how it plays out. Um, I'm kind of shocked how some of this stuff is shaking out, though. Um, you know, I guess we could start with the KD one because that's big blockbuster. Good for you for getting odds because now they're like plus 350. I think they have the second best odds. Um, and I think it's just like this. You talk about it with me all the time. I'm trying to get better at it because I think that it's it's just more and more apparent to me the more and more I live on, which is we just live in the moment. That's all we do. Like, literally, games that happened last night don't even matter. Like, coming in and talking about games that happened last night, no one gives a fuck about that. All they want to talk about is the games happening today so we can bet on them. 16 billion people are about to bet on this Super Bowl. 16 billion dollars. Like, I, like, I'm betting every day on sports, and that's how much people are betting on the Super Bowl. Think about how much people are betting on sports, dog. And... You know, it's crazy to me. All we care about is the right now. Nobody cares about the games happened last night. We I watched games last night, Kyrie's debut, all this shit. Can talk about it. no one gives a fuck really, dude, to me. It really no one does really. Cause like to me, the only thing that matters now is like going forward and the games tonight. And like what oh what we see with these we want to see these guys play now, right? I mean, it is kind of crazy to me. I, I get mad at Kevin Durant, I think, and I was thinking about this in the car the other day, and then I'll let you talk about the trade a little bit, because I I personally don't think the Suns are going to win the championship or nothing. Like, yeah, okay, this makes the Suns, like, obviously way better than where they were at, which was Devin Booker not playing much this year and aging Chris Paul and DeAndre and looking like he doesn't want to play there. But, yeah, obviously Kevin Durant coming to any team is going to make them more of a legitimate contender, you know, to make a run in the playoffs if they make the playoffs. Um, Clearly everyone's seen the Suns staying up in the top six, so it's looking like they won't have to be in the plane and they'll be able to do that, but... I mind you, Brooklyn Nets have only won one playoff series since all these are put together. I don't think the West is any easier than the East. After all these moves, the West's just looking even more stacked up. And I just get mad at Kevin Durant because now, you know, it's I was hearing this the other day too. Like most of these teams, or this morning, most of these players nowadays, dude, this is Kevin Durant's fourth team he's been on. And do you think do we think Kevin Durant's finishing his career with the Suns? Do we see Kevin Durant going back to the one of these teams that he played on like LeBron gets so much heat for playing on three teams you got Russell Westbrook I love my guy he's on his like fifth team in like what three years like this is getting out of control dude like this this player movement or trading of players or getting players all around the league and trying to team players up it's kind of bullshit dude I, I like Kevin Durant to the Suns to me is not good for the league because I thought it was I thought the West was wide open to a point where like wow you know, anybody could win this. Any of the top six teams could win this. We got no idea. We're still waiting to see if Zion can get back on the court for a Pelicans team that's been sliding ever since he went off the court. Like, now all of a sudden, look, you got the, you got, looking at the West, you're telling me the Suns got to be up there and what, the top two, three to come out of the West? This hurts the Nuggets. This hurts the Grizzlies. This hurts some of the teams that had it, had a better chance to come out of the West before Kevin Durant gets shipped to a, what is way more of a super team than he had in Brooklyn. Devin Booker, Chris Paul, I know he's aging, but, like, he's still able to play. DeAndre Ayton, hopefully this puts some juice in him. Like, you got TJ Warren who went over with the trade, so I'm looking at the projected starting lineup. I'm like, this is kind of bullshit, dude. This is kind of what's bullshit with the NBA. Like, really good season going on, mad good standings, all jammed up, and now you're giving a team just – 
who had oh, 1,800 odds to win the championship, now second favorite. It's kind of bullshit. That's just the way I feel about it. I really okay. do. I, I'm not trying to be a, a Debbie Downer on the season because I'm still pumped with it. But I, I And I don't I, think I, the Suns come out of the West. I think the Mavs have a better chance. I like some other teams. You know, I still like the Grizzlies. The Nuggets are there. Um, but th- this instantly changes everything. Okay. This okay, instantly changes okay, everything. Okay. You can't you can't uh, act like it doesn't. You just you came in with the wildest downer view on all of that after what I would say is like the most two fun days of NBA we've had this whole year. Yeah, basically. but it's not. I'm not even trying to be game. like. No, no, no. With good games with LeBron. Hold on. We had good games with LeBron, maybe the best game, like most memorable regular season game I've seen, like not from a competition basic, like basis, like obviously the Thunder won, they stopped in the middle of the game, it was kind of weird, but like the loudest I remember a crowd being like through the TV since like Kobe's last game probably, like in terms of like, yo, this game feels like wild, like an all-star game, kind of yeah. like what is going on things, so, like. One of like the cooler games I've seen, even though they lost that, I thought like the celebration in the middle was weird and probably contributed to them losing that game when you celebrate and you're down five with ten seconds to go in the third quarter. I get it. The whole thing was weird. He deserved it. The whole thing was weird. Anyway, one of the greatest two day spans we've had in a while with like all these crazy like Kyrie, K D. Like if we were on here and this K D trade didn't happen, like I'd want to talk maybe some uh, Josh Hart trade. We're not gonna fucking get to that. That doesn't matter with everything else that happened. Like Josh Hart went to the Knicks kind of thing. So it's like wild two days with all the trades, probably more to come. So like I'm excited by it. I don't think the Nets are the super team everyone else thinks they are. Like I bet them to win the championship because I I got great odds on it, but I guess they'd have to be I mean, they are the betting favorite in the West right now. The Celtics are the favorite, they're second for the championship, they're the favorite to come out of the West. I definitely wouldn't have the Mavs ahead of them. But anyway, my hesitation with the Suns is we've seen this before. When you scrap your team and put all your dice in the table or put all your put all your chips in the, in the table, it's like if something happens to Booker, Kevin Durant, one of these guys, like they don't have depth. And not like, of course, if the, any team loses one of their top guys for the season, you're screwed. But like if you lose Durant for like a game or two in the playoffs, like, dude, they have their – Chris Paul – has played well the last week or two. Chris Paul has clearly taken an enormous step back this year from like what he has in past years, like because he's just aged miraculously. DeAndre Ayton in a perfect world, I would have put in the trade and tried to keep Mikael Bridges because I think he's just a more useful NBA player with what he does. Obviously, the Nets didn't need Ayton when they had Claxton, so I'd imagine they tried to do that and it didn't work. Um, I just don't think they have depth. Like Torrey Craig's going to be in closing lineups, I'd imagine, with Ayton, Durant, Paul, and um, Booker, like, because he's a good defender, kind of like I guess they got TJ Warren. They don't. They got TJ Warren in the deal. TJ Warren. He was playing like twelve. He was playing like twelve minutes a night with the Nets. Maybe that's just because he was just coming back. But right away, he played like twenty, thirty, a few games, and then was going to twelve. So I don't. I don't know what to think there. That could be a good piece. Um, they just don't have like <clears throat> their depth is like Sarich. Damian Lee, like, they don't have depth like that. So, like, I don't know. I don't think there's some runaway, like, oh, this is an unfair team. And I think it's similar, just to touch on it real quick, like, with what the Mads did. Like, it seemed like I'm excited to watch it. I don't – I'm not going to, like, be like, oh, bad trade kind of thing. Like, I think the Nets got great value for Kyrie for three months left on his contract. Like, good trade by the Nets. But – if you're the Mavs, like, what have we said all along? Like, oh, Luka needs help. Luka needs help. Great. Kyrie's an offensive – one of the best offensive player in the, players in the league. That is help for Luka. But 
you traded Dorian Finney-Smith and Dinwiddie, who is yeah worse than Kyrie, but like you traded two guys for one, and you didn't have depth on your team already. So I'm looking at the Mavs, and I'm like, sure, like their offense got better, but like you gave away your best defender in Dorian Finney-Smith. What you're gonna have Reggie Bullock out there like for 40 minutes in the playoffs trying to lock guys up? Like I don't, I don't always love these trades that take a few good pieces and turn them into just one great guy. Because at its peak, it could be really good. At its floor it's way worse than what you had before because you have less good players on your team. So, like, I like the trades for basically all teams. I don't think we've had a team make a terrible trade so far. Like, I think it's interesting for all sides, but I think the trades where you're getting the superstar and giving away multiple pieces can go bad for you really quick, as we've seen with the Nets with all of them that they've made that happened with them, basically. So, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, dude, but you know what? Maybe, you know what? maybe it's not – maybe I should have used a better word because, I, you know – I get where you're. I get where you're coming from with some of this because it's like, oh, we had two of the best days in the NBA in the past two days. It's like, oh, maybe I'm bringing this get off my line, uh, kind of old head mentality. But it's just, it's kind of bullshit to me, dude. Like Kevin Durant's under contract for three years, and it's like I'm listening to all this stuff, and it's like, oh, well, the Nets, the Nets traded Kevin Durant. He didn't ask or demand a trade. It's like, yeah, he did. He just didn't go public with it, dude. Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant has literally been. Literally, literally demanded to be traded out of now what two to three places technically you know he's on his fourth team and it's like even, it's just not it's this just this isn't even news really he he demanded to be traded earlier look my only thing is if you're going to get on kevin durant i think the only thing to get on him for is you're the one that like hitched your wagon to Kyrie. you re-signed this summer and decided to do this so like what are you what are you bitching about what you knew this coming in like what Kyrie was i think that's a fair argument but in terms of what just happened, like, it seemed like shit was going real well. What were they, like, a two seed before Durant got injured? They're still, like, decent right now. Durant goes out for a few weeks. Kyrie goes back to his bullshit to where it's like, I don't know what was going on behind the scenes. I saw Kyrie post, um, I don't know if you saw Kyrie's interview being like, good, I'm glad I'm glad he got out of that organization and talking about it. Like, maybe that's just Kyrie being an idiot. Maybe there's some stuff we don't know where the Nets are, like, fucking these guys over. I'd imagine it's just Kyrie being an idiot, if I had to guess. But... I don't know. I kind of think it's more like Kyrie blew that thing up. Like, if you're KD and you're looking around, like, what's KD right now? Like, 33, 34, like, tail tail end of his prime, I would imagine. You're looking around like, yo, we just had all these guys, and I'm left here with Ben Simmons and Spencer Dinwiddie. Like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, I don't, I don't blame him. If you're going to blame KD for something, I blame him for, like, yeah, what'd you expect when you re-signed this summer? It's almost like the LeBron argument where LeBron's like, oh, we can't get any of these guys. It's like, bro, you had them trade the whole roster for Russ. Like you, that was you. You did that. Don't be mad at Russ now. Don't be mad at the Lakers now. Like you did that. So like, I don't know. I think it's like a similar thing that you could do with KD there. But like, I think a lot of this is Kyrie's fault. I'm not. I'm not hating on KD for this. I think it's, dude. I think. I think it's literally, if KD. Right, he's got the he's got the things where it's like, oh, it's Kyrie's fault. You're saying it's Kyrie's fault. Then why would KD want to get traded? Because he got left, we got left with nothing, and they're like, dude, you're the one that tr- they're trying to build around and be the guy around. Now you're getting traded to the Suns with Devin Booker and Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton, and you're telling me that's not like even worse well, than you joining the Golden State Warriors? Like that's bullshit to me, bro. No, that's bullshit to me. If Kevin. Nah, I mean, whatever. Like, you can say I'm being a downer about it. Like, Kevin Durant is fucking literally doing what he always does, which is, like, when he can't 
when he when he thinks he, he doesn't have enough around him or he can't. The Suns can't... aren't the Warriors. What? The Suns aren't the Warriors. The Suns are one of the better teams on paper with names right now, but like the Warriors had maybe the best two players in the league not named LeBron James and Steph Curry and Kevin Durant. Like most people don't have Kevin Durant as a top two player right now, even though he's very close to that. Booker's maybe around the top ten, but like they don't have like the Clay Thompsons, Draymond Greens, Andre Iguodala's. Like DeAndre Ayton and Chris Paul are not that. This is not like a Warriors super team type thing. Like, and also if you're demanding a trade, like I don't know, it's so tough. Like every people move around so much now. It's like four teams over like a what? How when did he come into the league? Like 2000. Eight? Is that right? I don't even know. Like over fifteen years. Like what? Whatever. I don't know. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm just being soft about it. I don't know. But I'm. I still don't think this makes. It. They're like, oh, the now the Suns are winning it. Great. This stupid NBA season. Like, no, dude. You can tell me the Nuggets, the Grizzlies. You can tell me the Warriors come back healthy and they come out of the West. The Bucks, Celtics. Like, you can tell me all these teams win it, and I believe it. So, like, this doesn't. Honestly, it makes another contender for me. I didn't think the Suns had any shot to win it this year. Um, and that's are probably going to fall apart anyway. So, like, I think the Suns got a little more exciting. The Mavs got a little bit more exciting. Fuck the Nets. But not that we're going to talk about this. In all honesty, I think the Nets have, like, a kind of cool, fun team now. Like, not that they're going to be doing much, but they're probably where their position right now going to at the very least be in the play-in. Like, Dinwiddie, Cam Johnson, Mikhail Bridges, Nicholas Claxton, uh, fucking Cam Thomas, who has been incredible, like doing unseen things. The yeah. Nets are, the Nets should be like abolished as a franchise for not playing him more and just realizing, like, oh my god, this dude's incredible. Like, he you, had forty plus in, practice in three straight play. games. The three games, youngest player, and I think so the only player guys, to do like, that. I don't think. I don't think that... Yeah. I don't think Ben Simmons is super exciting, but, like, still, that's, like, another piece he got there. You still have Joe Harris, Seth Curry, if you don't make a trade. Like, they have – they're, like, a fun team. Like, I'm going to kind of enjoy watching them still, I feel like. Like, not that they're going to do anything. I'm not saying they're going to a threat to do anything, but, like, I think that's just kind of, like, a good, fun team. And, honestly, good for the Nets because you turned this around the right way. Like, you're doing what the Bulls and other teams don't do, that just hold on to their assets. Like, the Nets – Granted, this is what got them in this position, but the Nets, if someone tomorrow, I'm just trying to come up with a random name, Trey Young tomorrow was like, fucking trade me right now. The Nets have an offer to be like, here, get, like they just retooled immediately. So like, good for the Nets. They have an interesting team right now. Not that it's going to do anything crazy, but they have pieces to where if another star became available and they're like, that's our guy, we want him, they could make that trade. They're not in like poverty right now. So I think they did a good job of like retooling on the fly. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, no, they it's retooling on the fly. Yeah, for like guys that they're gonna get down the road. Like, yeah, I'm down with Cam Thomas, and I I agree with your statement where it's like, yo, how's this not guy not getting pl- playing time? Well, he wasn't getting playing time because you had Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden, and all these guys here yeah. before that. You know, I think he's in his second year. He was in the G League last year. Uh, Second round pick yeah. Cam Thomas, so it's like, yeah, that's not that's why he's not playing because those guys are literally like, well, yeah, no, we're, we're he's not playing, yep. you know, and it's like, I mean, but he legitimately was not playing. He could have been getting some minutes, but he yeah. legitimately was not seeing the court, and like they're playing Joe Harris like twenty eight minutes. Yeah, I mean, you don't think that Kyrie and and KD had something to do with that? I mean, you're telling me, you're telling me if that guy was no, no, he, they did. Yeah, they it's did. like. 
they they're the one it's the same thing it's all the same stuff that everyone's giving all like lebron's you know slack for all the time and trying to get players and get team up with players and and all this shit and you got kevin durant doing this like all the time so it's like all right i agree agree. like whatever man like LeBron, lebron gets it worse than anyone i i agree but i don't think it's I don't think we're going to get anywhere compared to people to LeBron. LeBron's like the biggest name, so he's always going to get shit worse than other people, even though it's unfair. Like, I don't have a problem with anything. I think the only thing LeBron's done really wrong in his career is when you went to the Heat, you probably shouldn't have done, like, a live show to announce it. I guess that pissed some people off, but, like, I don't have any problems with anything LeBron's done. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I guess that's the worst no- worst nowadays. When my, ta- when my contract is up and it's time for me to pick uh, as a free agent where I want to go, I did a... I did a video of it. Oh yeah, that's the craziest thing in in today's day. Yeah, agree. okay. It's a I fucking joke if you ask I me. Agree with you. Everyone that says anything bad about LeBron James to me is just hating on him with like literally no facts. Like it's just like so, what? Like I'm just I, hearing people all the time. Me, even last night, I'm like, this, dude, you I don't mean. even make sense. Like just stop talking to me. <laughs> yeah, I it, I don't think it matters at this point. But what I think is interesting for the next what is it five hours? So the trade deadline is I'm wondering if the Nuggets, the Grizzlies, maybe the Pelicans, even the Mavericks, like if some of those teams are making another move coming up, like we've seen the Mavs on paper get better. We've seen the Suns very clearly get better right now. Like the West is looking really good. If you're the Nuggets or the Grizzlies specifically to me, who are like the top two teams right now, I think some pressure's on you to like bring in a every team can use like better wings like that like so the grizzlies don't have to play like dylan brooks as much they just sent zyre williams to the g league so that the nuggets don't have to play maybe michael porter as much when he's sucking so that they don't have to play like christian braun who's been playing well as much so like if i were those teams i think the questions like one can you get an og ananobi is like the best person for that right now like that kind of wing guy that maybe you could bring in that could be like a guy playing absolutely like the fourth quarter playoff game starting for your team yeah if that doesn't work and you get in contact with the nets for some of the guys that they just got because jay crowder and D- uh, dorian finney smith are not like i don't think the nets view them as like long-term assets i think they view them as like assets to like flip for more picks or yeah yeah or yep. like that. yeah they, they are yeah. guys that could help one of those teams so i think dfs og ananobi crowder I doubt they want to move Bridges. That's their main piece they got for Durant, but maybe Bridges, that'd be cool, but I doubt they move him. But Ananobi, Crowder. Yeah. I think they're two of the... You know, the most interesting thing about... Yeah, and I get what you're saying there. The most interesting thing about those two teams you mentioned, and yeah, I think more... Those guys are, you know, talked about as being bought out. Russell Westbrook talked about as being bought out. I want to get into, you know, what happened with him here after this, but it's more... uh, some of these guys, even Spencer Dinwiddie is, is sought to potentially be on the move before the deadline, even after getting traded. So that some of these guys could still be on the move. Some of the guys potentially getting bought out and going to other teams and going to teams that are obviously contending. Those type of players you're talking about. Um, obviously, OG would have to be a trade because you ain't just caught in him. But yeah, uh, so it'll be interesting to see what moves are made. Um, I think... I think Anthony Davis could be getting moved. To be honest, I think Anthony Davis could be getting moved. Um, you think that's you think that's out of Don't out say of control? Just because of that picture of him. No, yes. no, no, not even because of that. Well, that was we- that was definitely weird. That was definitely weird. I don't know how it. 
What? One question. One question. One question. What would you possibly bring in? Like, even hypothetically, say he is being moved. What do the Lakers possibly bring in that's better for their team right now than Anthony Davis? Considering you just brought in D'Lo, so you're not bringing in another point guard. Not that D'Lo is the best point guard, but like you didn't just trade for him to bring in another point guard. You have LeBron. You just got Beasley, who's a shooter. Finally, you have Vanderbilt. It's like a four, like great defensive guy who could be out there at the end. Of the yeah, game I just don't team. trust Anthony I Davis. Lineup, I just don't trust Anthony Davis. Yeah, but your lineup finally makes finally makes sense like i don't think there's a single piece out there you could bring in or even pieces that would like i think people would riot like lakers fans would riot like i don't i don't think that's happening at all that would shock me i think there'd be some more buzz out about it right now like i think it's one of those like he's more valuable to us than you any team who traded for ad is also aware of his injury risks and the lakers have the roster where it's like hey big if but if he stays healthy we finally have something on paper that like I can't believe the trades they made. Like, to be able to get Beasley, Vanderbilt, and D'Lo, and I'm super low on D'Lo, but to be able to play off-ball next to LeBron, he's been having a better shooting year than normal. Vanderbilt's great young player. He's, like, 23, great defender. Beasley's best shooter on their roster now. Russell probably second. Like, I never would have thought the Lakers roster would be, like, sensible on paper and, like, look this good coming out of the trade deadlines like i'd be shocked if they traded ad now that it actually kind of makes sense yeah no i see this is like where even even in the game they lost the other night it's like russ he had 27 i think four and five and two steals he made like four threes and it's like yeah he's fucking the problem dude it's like the the guys around him are the problem and now you're trying to tell me jared vanderbilt and malik beasley and d'angelo russell are gonna just lift the Lakers up into like, oh they're they're back into Tag. contention. Tag. No, dude, fucking, you know what? It's when Tag. LeBron can't close out a game no. and no. Anthony Davis okay. can't stay on the court. No, seriously, it's fucking garbage to me. Cause now all of a sudden right. it's like they get rid of Russ and it's like, oh the Lakers, they're good, everything's Russ? good. It's like, oh the roster is so much better. Yeah, Pat Beverly, twenty five minutes a night. It's not, it's not twenty sixteen, dude. You know what? It's. It's just it's just whack to me. Exactly. It really is whack to me, hold bro. On, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What? You're you're getting emotional about it because it involves Russ, and you're not look you're not looking at this logic. No, I'm not. No, hold on. Let me said. just say one more thing, and then I'll let you respond. Which is, I think Russ no, is getting no. bought out, and then going to the Clippers anyways, or going to some type of contender. So it's like to me, Russ is going to have even a better shot than the Lakers to win a championship this this season. Because I don't see the Lakers all of a sudden, even if they can make more moves, which I think they should. I think they should move Anthony Davis. I think they should move Anthony Davis. You build around LeBron in his last two years or his hurrah. Like, Anthony Davis has been garbage, dude. Like, he really has. And it's like, to act like, oh, Anthony Davis is going to be my future. Okay, stop talking. Okay. I don't know. I just don't believe in Anthony Davis. It's not. You you literally... Okay, let me talk for a few minutes. You just contradicted yourself 90 times and went wrong with my point. You'd build around LeBron, build around LeBron. Yep. you got to trade Anthony Davis. Like, yeah. Anthony Davis is a guy, even though he's injury-prone, that is in his prime right now, is one of the best defensive bigs in the league when he's healthy. Yeah. Incredible offensive big when he's healthy. Like, there's not a piece you could bring in that would make more sense than him, I don't think, assuming he's healthy, unless you're saying the sole concern is injury risk, then, like, oh, okay, but I don't know if another team's taking that risk as well. Like, I don't think you're getting back as good of value as you're giving away on that trade. And the thing with Russ is like, 
yes, Patrick Beverly should not be playing 26 minutes tonight. Yes, LeBron is gassed at the end of games. Like, that is because they do not have the help they need. They don't have the pieces that they All right, Rich. We went over this from the beginning. Hold it on. Not, no, 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 no. It is not a Russ. It's not a Russ is bad. Russ is the problem. It's a this team makes no sense. Yeah, hold on. We've talked about this plenty LeBron of times. I got you. I got no, you. No, 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 no. When when you go to the when you go to the game the other night, Russ had incredible offensive game. Was watching the game. Laps after laps on defense. Great offensive possession. That's awful. fine. Yep. But a bunch of bad turnovers too. Offense. Now listen, dude. I don't I don't disagree with you. I, I'm trying to say is who is I asked you this going back two months ago. Okay? When when the Lakers were started out the season, they were like what, two and ten. I asked you, I'm like who is the Lakers' best player? Russ was starting out the season real good. You thought I was going to say Russ. No, I was trying to I was trying to figure out who is the Lakers' best player on the team right now. Because isn't it supposed to be Anthony Davis? Isn't it supposed to be Anthony Davis? Even with LeBron, even with all the other guys, Anthony Davis, he's supposed to be the best player on the team, right? Him putting up 13-7 and seven the other night in that game? Like... Him, and I get it. He had a good stretch that I keep telling you about throughout this year where I'm like, wow, Anthony, did, like, holy shit. Like, he's putting up 50 and 20? Like, oh my God. Like, what is good with this? Now, all of a sudden, he can't even put up, like, 10 rebounds? It's Anthony Davis, dude. Like, I don't understand the disconnect here where it's like, well, you know, why is the Lakers, why are the Lakers doing bad? They're doing bad because Anthony Davis is the problem. Anthony Davis has been the problem for me for the past three seasons since they won their, everybody says, Fugazi bubble championship where he was going off, got his rest in between, and so did LeBron. I mean, I'm not down with all that, but all I'm trying to say is Anthony Davis is literally the problem, and I'm just so sick of, and Russ got moved again, and like, oh man, Russ is the problem, and oh man, now they got more players, they're going to be good. Bro, you're gonna they're only going to be good if Anthony Davis is playing at that type of level we saw. And I don't see that coming, and I don't see that being able to be consistent enough for the Lakers to do anything. So, what what are you doing if you're a Lakers fan? Like, you actually think you're gonna win if if you just keep going on with the roster you got at the deadline now, which is so so much better? Like, no, dude, you're not gonna compete in the West with some of these teams. You're not with all these teams making moves. You're not like, and it's and it goes back into the same thing I was trying to tell you about LeBron James, which. And it's incredible to me all the stuff he's doing. He's breaking the records, and he's he's doing stuff we're gonna never see again. But he 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 scored two points in that game the other night in the fourth quarter, and and you can say he's gassed. You can say, oh, there's not enough around him. I'm just looking at it like, bro, this ain't right. Like like this dude's dropping 38 points, and they're losing to the Thunder. So so what is the problem? Like what is the problem? I go look at the box score. I'm going check. Do you get what I'm trying to say, though? Okay. Do you okay. get what I'm trying to say, at least? We're ta- no, no, because no, you no, don't. Because we're talking in a circle here. You're saying like, so what's the, so what's the problem? Is what you're coming back to with Anthony that. Davis, bro? The problem is from day no. Can you listen just for a second? The problem from day one on this team has been like, sure. If you want to say Anthony Davis is supposed to be a top like five ten player, like yes, he is supposed to be. The problem is. Anthony Davis getting injured is one of the big problems. However, when Anthony Davis was healthy and playing amazing at the start of the season, where were they in the standings? Do you remember? I think they were on the fringe of the play-in tournament. So when Anthony Davis is playing at his best, and you and I were like, wow, Anthony Davis, best defensive player. 
player in the league right now to start the year. Wow, Anthony Davis finally looking like he's probably the best player on the Lakers right now before injuries happened, went down again, just coming back from injuries. So even when it, they he was playing that well, the Lakers still weren't that good. And the reason is their team doesn't fit and make sense. The two most important things to put around your stars in today's NBA are shooters and defenders. The best Lakers defender was Anthony Davis, the second best one. I have no idea who it was at the start of this year. No, no, no. That's don't shake your head. Like I, I want a rebuttal to that if you're gonna say that's not true because the Lakers hey, bro. shooter was LeBron James, who is not historically a shooter. And then after that it was I don't know who. So like you need shooters and defenders. They didn't have them. Okay. They brought in two shooters. Delo and Malik Beasley are now their best two shooters. They brought in Vanderbilt, who is now their best defender that's not Anthony Davis. Their roster makes sense. Yes, they yes, yes. At the end of games. Okay. Delo, Beasley, LeBron, Vanderbilt, and Anthony Davis <laughs> Bro. is an amazing lineup to close out. Yes. Game. Okay. You know what? They made their roster around LeBron James and Anthony Davis better. But my point is, is if the Lakers are winning basketball games, why are they winning basketball games? Why? They would be winning basketball games clearly because of not, Anthony Davis and LeBron games. James. If LeBron James is dropping 38 points, you think they could win that game if Anthony Davis can go out there and put up, what, 20 points and 10 rebounds? They probably win the game. Okay. So it's like... Jesus Christ. <laughs> like he, just came, he just came back from an injury. He sucked that game. He sucked. I don't know what to tell you. He just came back from an injury. He didn't look himself. I had him for over 25 points. I was pissed to watch it. He sucked that game. But, like... That's like one game sample sample size, and again, we're just—I said the whole thing, and now you're just going back and ignoring all of that, and being like this. One no, 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 no. Yes, Th this is the problem with Anthony Davis, bro. This they ain't a one game sample size. We've been talking about this for two seasons now. All right, that's fine. If you want to say it's a one game sample size, he had a he had a 15 game stretch this year where, where we talked about. I saw it. The numbers were incredible. Yep. Okay. He had he had that, but what? Where is that, Ben? Where is that? You're trying to tell me that you're. As a basketball fan, you can't expect that to be go going on. Like Anthony Davis, he, he top defense player, stud offensive player, and you're putting up thirteen and seven. If you're injured, then don't play. Like I like I like I just don't understand the. He he was like, I don't know. It's all bullshit to me. Say about the Thunder game. I don't know what to say about the Thunder game. All I'll say is, if he's healthy. This is one of the best, like, they have one of the best, like, fives on paper to, like, close a game out with in the entire league. If he's hurt, you're probably fucked. He gets hurt more than other people. That is a risk you're probably taking. I'm not, like, if you were going to come up with, like, some trade, I'd be happy to be like, oh, maybe that could make him better. No, I don't think that's good. But, like, it kind of feels like, I think just being like, they should trade Anthony Davis is like being like, oh, like, X person should be an all-star. It's like, well, who who are we taking out? Who are we getting for Anthony Davis that's making the team better? Because the reality is, if they made a trade for Anthony Davis right now, I feel like there's a 90%, 90% of people would be like, are you fucking kidding me, regardless of the trade? Because you can't get back future first, because that's not what they want. They want to win right now. So it's like, what player are you bringing in that fits your system more than Anthony Davis? Like, you going to grab Giannis? Like, yeah. what, what do you do? I mean, I, whatever, do? dude. The Lakers, yeah, no. See, that's the thing. I, look, you know, I've gotten to a point now where Anthony Davis is literally the most overrated NBA player, NBA player ever. I mean, this is this is just ridiculous with Anthony Davis. It really is. I mean, he is out of control with this dude. <laughs> you got to that point in his. You got to that point in his five in his like few games back from injury no i'm just saying at this point that's like I'm that's just, what you're making that decision off of no i'm just saying at this point like anthony davis like it, he 
We've talked about Anthony Davis. We've talked about the Lakers so much. And now, we like, Anthony Davis has, what, 15 games to hang his hat on besides the bubble championship, which people don't want to respect? Like, it's just bullshit. It's just bullshit, dude. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's literally crazy to me. And now, and then Russ gets, I just don't you know, know what it's just bullshit. Do. It really is. And, and like, and okay, mo- okay, let me do this. Two-second exercise. Who would, who would you rather have? Timber, Timberwolves call you up, and they say, Towns for Anthony Davis. Bro, I'd rather have I'd rather have Towns. <laughs> I'd rather have Towns. At least he's gonna play when he's actually on the court. Okay, I wouldn't. I mean, yeah, but you know what? I mean, I know my ceiling's much higher with Anthony Davis. I would I wouldn't do that. But I guess okay, that's where we that's where we differ. Then, like that is the trait you would do. Like I would. I guess my point is at this point it's like availability and like what you're supposed to be doing, and it's like Anthony Davis when he's available ain't doing it half the time, anyways. So it's like, I don't know. I think if the Lakers, if like, I think that's just, that's just the take I knew that was going to come in, which is, oh, the Lakers got so much better. And it's like, okay, they got, yeah, they got some more players that fit the roster better finally. But it's like, no, I don't see the, I don't see the Lakers any better at Anthony Davis playing like that. And LeBron James gassing up for 38 a night and can't win a game. So, I mean. I mean, the other thing now is. The other thing now is, like, you need Anthony Davis if you hope to win a ring, but you also have a roster where when Anthony Davis misses games, you're not as fucked. Like, having Vanderbilt, Rui, Thomas Bryant, D.L. Beasley, like, you ha- again, you have guys to put out there. The problem before, like, I feel like you take it as Russ. It's not that it was Russ. It was that when you made the Russ trade, you gave away, like, four NBA-level players. Yeah. And then you had, like, all right, Reeves, go get him. All right, Troy Brown Jr., go get him. Yeah. All right. X other Wayne Wenning Gabriel go get him. Yeah, that's not Russell Westbrook's fault though. That's my point. Like top players in the world. Yeah, it's dude. It's not. That's what I just said. (laughs) I know. It's not. No one's saying it's his fault. (laughs) No one's saying that. I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying like (laughs) it's just always brought across that way. It's just bullshit to me. I don't know. It's just whack to me. Like it's the same thing. Like. I don't know. It's it's the always the yeah, it's always the whack exactly. argument. It's always the I'm being a I'm being a you know, I'm like dude like if LeBron I don't know whatever maybe I'm just being a dick to the situation. Okay, that's, that's not what I'm saying, so I don't know how to respond to that. I've said on this podcast nine thousand times that it's not Russ's fault. If you want to make it anyone's fault, I know it's fault for making them trade everyone to get Russ. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think no, I think it's dumb. I, I think, I think the Lake, I honestly think the Lakers are in a spot where they could be a um, top. I don't know. They could have home court advantage now, and it wouldn't surprise me. Everything's so packed. What are they, like three? I could look right now. I think they're like four games out of like fourth place or something like that. I think honestly, on paper, they have one of the better rosters now. Again, assuming Anthony Davis stays healthy, LeBron stays healthy, kind of stuff. But they are thirteen seed. And the four seed Mavericks are four and a half games uh, ahead of them right yeah. now. Yeah, uh, the Mavericks so, are gonna so the Mavericks are gonna stay ahead of the Lakers though. I mean, let's just be real here. Um, twenty five. We're fifty about fifty five games into the season. It's so like twenty seven games left. Like, yeah. I mean, I would I would think so, but yeah, we, we will see. We will see. Um. Rich, really, really high on the Suns and uh, Lakers stuff. What? 
Um, I really hope the Kings fall back. I have a bet for them to make the play-in, so I really hope the Suns and Lakers and Mavs and everyone get ahead of the Kings. Um, dude, the Warriors, they're in ninth right now, and the Lakers are behind them, and I've got to imagine the Lakers move up. I guess as long as they stay ahead of the Trailblazers, they should be able to hold on to, like, the 10th spot at the worst, hopefully. But, like, geez, losing Steph right now for, I think it said, a few weeks. Yeah. well, Being dude. in the nine seed right now with Blazers, Jazz, Thunder, Lakers all right behind you. Granted, the Jazz are going the other way with the moves they just made. They're starting tank mode. But still, it's that's, uh, that's scary for the Warriors. There's only four teams worse than the Lakers in the NBA, Rich. Just, just want to throw that out there at you. Um, I, I mean, yes, but they're also four games. They're also four games away from the four seed. Everyone's very close right now, and they just got a lot better. So, like, I don't think I would better. not be shocked at all if the Lakers end this season as like a four, four or a five. Season. Oh my that, fucking that god! Surprise me at all. <laughs> That's second. This the this hella uh, four, five, and six are all tied with each other. The Mavs, Suns, and Clippers are all basically tied with each other in the standings right now. Lakers four games behind them like that's the way the clippers have been going like i fucking i hate the clippers clippers are pathetic uh i hope the lakers pass them oh it's gonna be fun God. it's gonna it's gonna be like a fun end to the season like, yeah no i don't see the i don't see the lakers passing the clippers i don't see the lakers passing the mavericks i don't see the lakers passing the grizzlies or the nuggets and then you got what the suns yeah they ain't passing them i mean you go look they're not they're not getting the grizzlies or the nuggets no, I don't think they got the Suns, Grizzlies, or Nuggets, but I think other teams are in shot. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, is is Zion getting back on the court or what? I mean, Again, they'd have to. They'd have what's to going on? Like, they're about to fall all the way to the bottom. They're going to be the thirteenth seed. Like, what's good? That's crazy. No, they're they'll stay in it. I think all the teams. All the teams that are in it right now probably stay in with the exception of one falling out and the Lakers getting in. So that would like probably be the Trailblazers, maybe the Warriors, Timberwolves, Pelicans, Clippers. Like It could be any of those. I think the Lakers take one of their spots. Um, that's going to suck for whatever team doesn't make it. Like I guess the Trailblazers would be like the betting favorite for the team that doesn't make it as a top 10, but like all those teams are expecting to be in the playoffs. No, the, Bla- like the Blazers aren't making it. Got Conley. They needed a, they needed a point guard, um, but I was I don't think they did very well on. Um, nope. Sorry, I got the Timberwolves and Jazz mixed up sometime. I was going to say giving away Vanderbilt, but they gave him away this last summer in the Gobert trade. He was on the Jazz, but no, I like that the I like that the Timberwolves got got Conley. I can't even think of what they gave up besides Delo right now. Was it just Delo? I don't want to look. Yeah, dude. Knicks, Knicks made a trade, huh? Cam Reddish, see ya. Tom Tibbs yeah, says peace. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Def- um, the picks definitely like a heavily protected. They gave a first, first and Reddish for Hart. The picks definitely like a pretty protected first round pick. So like, fine with that. Not a huge deal. Um. Sorry, I'm just trying to look at this Mike Conley trade to see like what else they actually gave up. They really didn't give up anything. Like I, I like that trade for the Timberwolves. Hey, would you trade? Uh, would you trade Julius Randle for Anthony Davis? Um, 
No, because I don't think that would make sense. I mean, like, I, I don't – that would just be such a weird trade. Like, Anthony Davis is the guy you bring on, if, I feel like, if you're like, he takes us – like, that's the piece that takes us there. Like, what are we – I don't know what the Knicks are with Anthony Davis. Like, he's a better defender than Julius. He's a better player than Julius, but, like, when he's healthy, but I don't – that's still, like, even if he's healthy and, like, clicking and everything's going great, like, we're still probably, like, a second-round bounce team where the Lakers with LeBron, like – I think you at least have a shot to win. So, like, I don't – I think that would be weird. I don't think the Lakers would want that, and I don't think the Knicks would want that either, honestly. All right. It would be weird. I wouldn't be, like, on here screaming and yelling. I would just be like, I literally don't understand why they did that. (laughs) 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 Well, dude, okay, so – Hold on. Let me – so this is – Hold on. So this is what I was trying to kind of preface to the whole – to the whole opening statement here with this whole Durant move, which is like, all right, man, then what do you, what do you try? What is your, what do you want out of your Knicks team then this season? I mean, shit. Like if the, the Thunder make the play in tournament, I'm pumped, but like the Knicks, come on, man. They got a little bit higher expectations than that, but like is getting to the playoffs yeah. and, and losing yeah. in the first round or, or getting bounced in the second round. Good series. Uh, just a just as good like when you guys did that a couple years back. No, like this ain't football where you make the playoffs and you get bounced and no, it's like, no, oh damn, great there, season. No. You made the you made the playoffs. It's like, Last no, dude. Like, so don't you want to try and make a move to like get you over the hump? Like Jalen Brunson, incredible season. Like, pick between some of these players you got, young up and coming players. I mean, try and get one of these guys that's on the move. No, the Knicks just want to stay fucking even keeled. Like, oh, we're not, we're gonna draft players like. I don't know. It's just weird. It's just weird to me, bro. It just it just sets it up no, where these no, teams no. that try and stay true, try and try and build and re- and and draft like they don't have shots when you got teams just moving superstars across the country. Okay, you gotta what? There you go. That's exactly what I was. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Like that's. I think that's why you don't do that. Like when you look at the East right now, like Celtics, Bucks, Seventy Sixers, Cavaliers. Like if you're making a big trade, you're giving away a lot of assets to bring that person on. So you need to be sure if you're making that big trade, like what is what does this guarantee us? Like what are we getting from this? And like with the East as it currently is right now, I don't think like an Anthony Davis like you'd have to trade for like someone even better than that, honestly. So like I I would be happy this year with it depends on the context of the playoffs. Like I'd prefer they not be a play in team. Right now they're seven, but the Nets are ahead of them and they're basically tied with the Heat who are six. So like I if I would predict the Knicks finish as the sixth seed, if I guess. Like, Heat, Knicks, 5-6, some some way in that order, and just avoid the play-in. But then the thing is, you're playing the Cavaliers or the Bucks probably, in the first round. So it's like, they're going to lose that. So, like, what do I want? I would want a competitive series. The, the Hawks one was very disappointing. They lost 4-1, and they looked like a trash team after looking like a good team all year. So, like, if you're, if you're in that, like, obviously you want to win. Like, in, the Knicks aren't beating the Bucks. The Knicks could maybe pull off a right. miracle against the Cavs, even though I think the Cavs are a better team. But it's like, you want to see your young guys build up, and like that makes us get have an idea of where you are, get closer to a trade. Like, right. I just think if you're going to make a trade, it has to be someone you think can grow or someone you think puts you over the hump now. Anthony Davis, I don't think, would do either of those. Fair. Things. But then take Anthony Davis out of it. I think Chewy said it in the group chat. I guess my point is, like, you're, you're a team like the Knicks. Like, you're basically 
a, a guy, a superstar talent away from like, oh man, maybe we can make a run at some of these teams in the East that's clearly weaker than the West. Why aren't you trying to trade for Kevin Durant? Why aren't you trying to trade for Kyrie Irving? Like, I'm looking at the Knicks, and I'm just trying to say, they, like, what no. the fuck are you doing? Like, what are you they doing? Trade, the Nets wouldn't trade him to the Knicks. The Nets quite literally would not trade Kevin Durant to the Knicks. I promise you that. They're not trading him to the same city. They in the same division. They would get shit on. That's like the Eagles, like uh, the Eagles giving their best player to the Cowboys or something. Like they just would not do that. Um, Kyrie wouldn't make sense. Kyrie with Brunson playing out, he's playing right now. Like that would have been an asinine trade. The other guys out there, like I'll be, I'd be livid if they traded for Bradley Beal. Like I think he's fallen off a little bit. I think he has the worst contract in the league. Right now, almost like don't want that. Yeah, the trade bug. Zach Levine, I, I, like those aren't guys that put me over the hump in my opinion. Yeah, any of the guys on Anthony the market, like, Davis, they make me locked into a contract where I can't improve for years. Yeah, I, yeah, I get your point in that sense, but Anthony I guess is better than all these guys that are only getting it's moved like, so much, like, but they're getting moved all the time. Like, Knicks, also, Knicks are never trying to buy these guys. Like, oh, what they're not gonna get, they're not gonna get traded to, to our. Like, you gotta at least try and swing. Like, and you got some of these other guys that could be on the move. Like, I get Zach Levine, Brad Beal. They wouldn't be great. It'd be better than fucking Brittany Grimes or whatever the fuck his name is. Like, I don't know. I'm just looking at it like, at least for with the Thunder, we're trying to rebuild. We got young players. We got picks. It's like, all right, whatever. Like, I know we're not going to, like, compete with any of these teams yet. But, like, if we can get Chet, who may may be up there as an all-star, and you got Shy, who's an all-star, and you get another guy to come in uh, via free agency. Who knows? I mean, you, that's the only way it's going to work, right? Unless you're building up and you draft one of these elite of generational talents, Wembenyama or whatever, right? I mean, I just, I just it, don't understand. All, honestly, you got to lose, you got to lose fucking seventy games to get them. Like it's embarrassing to the fan base. Look at the Spurs, bro. Like honestly, the Spurs have fourteen wins. Spurs, the Spurs have fourteen wins. That's embarrassing. Like. I get it that, like, oh, man, we're, like, I don't know. It's just embarrassing. Like, a team that's always been always we been at least have, competitive can't, can't even win a game. But that's that's I the. I think you're old man getting off. I, I think you're doing the old man get off my yard right now, getting mad about something we shouldn't because. Rich, is it not set up that, like, hey, man, if you want to get one of these generational talent guys, number one overall pick, you literally have to you literally have to lose most of your games, if not all your games. It's like, okay, trade DeJounte Murray, fucking sell out the entire franchise. Like, <laughs> all right, <laughs> I guess. What I'm saying is never, never in my history of watching the NBA have we had this many teams be this competitive. There are – Two and a half teams tanking in the East. There are yeah, to this point. I agree with you. Tanking in, tanking in the West. Yep, I agree with you in that sense. They're up there, so we can't have. It's like it's malpractice by like the GMs to like be like as the like eleven seed, like all in boys, we got this. Or like the seven seed, like they got all these all these <laughs> super teams. Like let's put all it's our malpractice all our in the basket and let's bring on these awful contracts. Like you're gonna be fucked. You're gonna kill yourself in two years because you're not going to have like any cap flexibility. Or going to be locked into bad contracts like you have to know where you are there's the teams that are we're contending right now we're really close we're like one guy away we need to make sure it's the right guy there's the like we're still building our teams and there's the we're fucking tanking right now and you need teams at every level because like i mean i guess the spurs could be like let's win all the games we can 
and technically they'd have the same odds at the pick because the NBA did fix the lottery a little bit. You have the same odds one through five. So like the Spurs, if the NBA season ended right now, the Spurs would have the same odds as with their what's the record thirteen and forty two record. Oh no, that's the Rockets. They're fourteen and forty one record as like the Magic would have with their twenty two and thirty three record because they're both bottom five seeds. So it's like they did fix it a little bit. Like the Spurs technically don't need to be tanking as hard as they are. Like I don't mind it as the Spurs because it's like they literally contended for the last like twenty five years. Even when people the last two or three were like, just give it up. Like just give away Lamarcus Aldridge, give away Tarosin. It's not working, kind of thing. So like I don't mind that they're doing it for a year or two, but like. You got to have teams at each level. Like, I guess it'd be great if you didn't have any teams tanking, but like, you need to kind of know where you are. If you're like one of those teams that can't contend at all, it's like, what are we, like, let's get our young guys burn and like, we'll get a good pick this year. Like, yeah, it's going to be fucking embarrassing, but who's going to be laughing when we have Scoot Henderson or Women Yamba or whatever? I agree with you to some extent. They're just more teams competing than ever. And I don't think it's realistic to be like, well, every team should be trying to get better. It's like, there aren't. I don't even know who the guy is right now after Durant, Kyrie, all these guys got traded. Like, who's the guy that could get traded? Like, Trey Young's, there have been some rumblings, but he's not getting moved right now. Like, maybe it'd be Towns if he wasn't hurt. Like, I don't even know who the guy is. Like, even those two aren't like, oh, my God, you're winning the ring. You got Towns. Yeah, it's probably going to quiet down just a few residuals and buyouts. But uh, I know you got to go soon, so I just want to try and shake it out like this. What The All-Star game is what? Literally, like, next week? Like, they're about to take their break, right? Yeah, yeah. Two weeks from now, maybe. I think it's next week, late late next week, I believe. So we got probably I don't know another week of games and then the break. Trying to figure out. Yeah, it's been it's it's been wild. I'm I'm excited to see some of these teams when they get everyone on the court right now. My one thing I'd like to happen. I don't think they have the pieces to get og ananobi i'd like to see the nuggets make a move and get another wing i just think they're a fun team i don't want to see them get like smacked in the playoffs by some of these guys they don't have like the kcp can't be defending durant they need some sort of wing. not that i think not that i think crowder's the answer but i think the best case for the nuggets because they're not getting og ananobi would be if they could get uh finney smith maybe from the from the nets if they're looking to get off of him and like send him a pick like play or something like that um that would be my thing i'd like to see happen yeah so let you know i usually ask you this all the time and it's always just a great question to ask and i think now it's just getting shaked up so it's even at a better perfect time to ask um you know i want right now three teams from the west and three teams from the east uh you know what you think is going to be getting out of getting out of each conference yeah getting out of each conference because you know the suns if you asked me if i asked you this question two days ago i don't think you would have said the suns so it'd be you'll be interesting interesting for me to hear what you have to say about this as you know the the east has kind of jumbled up at the top the celtics aren't running away as much and obviously things have shaken out a little bit out west i i think you know i'll tell you i'll go in the I'll start in the East and just give you three quick. Um, the Bucks are clearly there. Even Middleton hasn't been right. And, you know, it's like you're looking at, like, a team like that. Like, could they make a move, like, you know, a small move or a other move like what you're talking about? Because 
I think yeah. their window is there if Middleton's just able to play. Obviously, what Giannis is doing, and we talked about Drew Holiday last pod. You know, some of these other role players they got working, um, and we've seen them do it before. So they they're clearly, I think, the best team in the East. I really do. Like if Middleton's on the court, um, I know the Celtics have been kind of record-wise the best team in the East. I still believe in the Bucs more than I do the Celtics. And Celtics, I know, are dealing with a lot of injuries right now. And then going forward, we're still waiting to see how things shake out with them full roster-wise come playoff time with Malcolm Brogdon, obviously, in addition this year, and Robert Williams, who was kind of in out of the lineup. Um, but I, I was always real high on the Sixers because the whole how Joel Embiid was playing, dude, and he's having a great season. Um, uh, I saw them playing the Celtics last night. The Sixers, bro, the Sixers, they just are. It's just the same thing I'm saying about like some of these other teams. Like Sixers aren't gonna get it done, bro. James, it's just the same thing I've been saying about James Harden. So like to throw the Sixers into a top three in the East would just be dumb to me. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna do that. I really am not. I think the Cavs are better, uh, younger. Better, you know, opportunity in the playoffs. Um, get more yeah. depth on the roster. So, I'd have the Cavs as a top three team, definitely for me to come out of the East with the Bucks, and I guess I would throw the Celtics in there currently by default. Because um, I was high on the Nets, and clearly they aren't going to make it with them blowing oh. up. So, you know, I'm just looking at the East now, and it's like, damn, dude, it's got to be between the Bucks and the Celtics, and if you want to throw the Cavs in there, um, but I don't see the Sixers as a threat, really. I really don't. <laughs> I have the Celtics one for sure. I think I'd probably have the Cavs two right now and the Bucks three in terms of like my order of the teams in the East, like who I, I don't know if we're doing who I'm scared of, who I think comes out. I guess I'll do either way. Maybe a little bit of a hot stake to put the put the Cavs over the Bucks, and I would flip that if the Bucks made a move today to bring on like another wing kind of guy because I think they need that if they could grab a they're not getting an OG kind of guy but if they could grab a I don't know if I'd say I'd flip it for Crowder but like that would be good for them if they could grab a Finney Smith especially if they could grab Bogdanovich from the Pistons I feel like I heard his name a bunch before but not as much lately but the Bucks are one guy away from me being like, okay, they're maybe the best team in the East if Middleton gets healthy and everything. But where things stand right now, I'd say Cavs, or excuse me, Celtics, Cavs, uh, Bucks. I think the Celtics just have the best roster, like one through eight, which I think is what matters when you get to the playoffs. I don't really care about who the tenth guy is, but I think we too too much focus on one through five, where like those bench guys do matter a lot. Like how much can you rely on guys six, six, seven, and eight on your team when we get to the playoffs? I think the Celtics have best like one through eight of players in the league while their top guys are still elite players so i like the celtics um yeah Cavs, uh bucks in that order i think the bucks need either middleton to come back like full minutes soon like he's back and he's been playing okay but he's playing like 20 minutes a night they need him all the way back but they probably need another player just to play slightly less Connaughton and grayston allen in the playoffs not that those guys are bad they're solid but it would be nice to have more of a lockdown type guy than them come playoff time. What are you thinking out West? So that's my order there. West, this is so tough because like, I feel like trades could change any of this, like literally any of this. Like if the, 
I don't know if they can. If the Mavs somehow got like OG Ananobi, I'd be like, fuck, I guess the Mavs are like maybe a top three team now. I don't even know. But like right now, I'd put the uh, the order so tough. This isn't the order I think they finish. This is just like if the playoffs started today. Yeah. Like I don't know the matchups. Just like who do I think's come? Who do I think's coming out of the West? Basically, that's exactly the question. I, feel like I have yep. to put the Suns number one. Like we have to see them play together. I feel like I have to put them number one. Like they're just again, I going against what I said with the Celtics. I don't think they're a better team than the Celtics because like those six, seven, and eight guys on the Suns are scary when you get to bench time. Like it's not the same level of players as some other teams have, but their starting lineups one of the best you're going to have. Booker and KD maybe the best offensive tandem in the league once we have them fully healthy it's like i'll say the suns for now i almost don't know what to say after i'm just going to say like whichever of the nuggets or grizzly i'm assuming one of the nuggets or grizzlies makes a trade today whichever one of them makes the trade for the wing i'm putting second like right now i'd have the nuggets over the grizzlies grizzlies been scaring me a little lately i don't trust dylan brooks as much but the one thing i'll say is steven adams has been out and that's that's actually huge for them um that's been hurting them a lot and he should be back soon so like i'll put the nuggets to ah, dude, this this is fucking tough because like then I'm as crazy as it sounds like I don't know maybe the lake the, the West is really hard to do like if you ask me in five hours I feel like I could do it better but it's some that I kind of want to put the Lakers over the Grizzlies as it stands right now if you played if the Lakers and the Grizzlies played as currently constructed today in a playoff series I would pick the Lakers I think but that's tough if the Grizzlies brought in. Another good wing guy, Dylan Brooks is playing less, Steven Adams is back, and I don't know if I'm saying that. So, like, so much is up in the air for the next five hours, which is what makes it really exciting, I think. Like, I don't – I I feel confident about saying Suns one now. I would not know how to rank two, three, and four right now, and I feel like we need, like, five hours for it. Yeah, dude. I, see, this is the thing about – and you know what? It, I know everyone's going to be like, yep, sons, 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 sons. Bro, you know what? Devin Booker's a hamstring away, and Chris Paul's another ankle twist away from being knocked out like he's been out multiple right times. Now, Who do you think? Like, it's just. Do you think the Grizzlies are better? I think, think. The Grizzlies are better than the Suns right now? I think the Suns, just because they got Kevin Durant, are not necessarily just shoo in, walk in, oh, I'm coming out of the West. But it does change like oh, I was yelling I about in the I beginning. Don't think so either. All of it where now everyone's picking the Suns to come out of the West, right? Everyone, You don't pick the Suns to come out of the West, you're out of your mind, right? But no, I think I think if Luka is playing the way he's playing no, and Kyrie I, can I contribute, I think, you no, know, no, I do. I think it's, I think it just, and for you to think the Lakers are the third best team to come out yeah, of the well, West. Wow, Rich. Wow, that is crazy to me. That is crazy to me. I don't think, I think, I guess my thing that I would disagree with is like, seems like the lake i have to go in like a minute and a half here but it seems like lakers mavericks would be our like thing we're we're disagreeing on there like i don't know who to say the one seed is either i don't think the suns are a shoe in for they're coming out of the west like i just think like by default on paper i think they just got better than the grizzlies and the nuggets who are the two top teams right now so to me i'd say the sun's at number one but i don't think that's like you're an idiot if you don't say that where I disagree, and it's like we'll we'll see what happens in the next few hours but it's currently constructed i don't think the Mavs are a better team than the Lakers, even though they might finish with a better record. Just because it's like, again, the guys you're relying on come playoff time. Like, Christian Wood can't play defense, and Jason Kidd, I think, hates him. But I, I don't know. Maybe they trade Maybe they trade him, which would, like, change a lot. If they could get a decent piece for Christian Wood, I'd feel even better about the Mavs. But, like, 
Christian Wood next to Kyrie and Luca. Okay, there's three guys who don't defend. Who are your defenders? Reggie Bullock and Maxi Kleba. Is that who's locking down everyone in the playoff games? Like that's a they struggle after after Kyrie and Luca. Do you want to hold on? I know you got to go. Do you want to place a bet that the Mavs make it farther than the Lakers this year? Do you want to make place a bet right now? Is that what you want to do? Do you want to place a bet right now that the Mavs make it farther than the Lakers? I'll take the Mavs. You got the Lakers. Yeah, we we can do that. Yeah, all right. We'll talk about the terms off off uh, air because I know you got to go. Who do you got? Chiefs or Eagles okay. in the Super Bowl? Yeah. Eagles. Eagles? All right. I'll catch up with you. I know I you got to bounce. I want the Eagles to win. I want them to win, and I think they'll win. I like Jalen Hurts. I don't know. We'll see. I'm assuming you're not rooting for the Eagles. No, I got the Chiefs. I got the Chiefs winning the game. Okay. Fair enough. Chiefs. All right, brother. All right, be good, good dude. Talk to you. Peace. NBA world shaking everything up. Me and Rich getting hot. A lot of NBA trades. It's been good. Obviously, we got Super Bowl this week. Pumped up to watch the last football game, but like I was talking about a few pods back, lose-lose for me. I mean, I'm rooting for the Chiefs because I'm definitely not rooting for the Eagles, but if the Eagles win, that's going to suck. And if the Chiefs win, well, they're winning again. And they've been to three of the past four. And it's like, man, can we get somebody else in there? But it's like, well, Pat Mahomes, he's getting it done. So uh, it's either way. Kind of the trend of the NFL, really, when you think about it. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger saw a stat. I think it was like 15 of the 16 Super Bowls in a row. Um, either won or played in by those guys. Um once you look back on it, it's like, all right, and you're probably going to be looking at that the AFC now. Pat Mahomes, Joe Burrow, everyone's trying to still throw Josh Allen in that conversation. I think Trevor Lawrence is in that conversation. Um, you know, guys that are basically going to be there every year. Um, so, yeah, I think the Chiefs get it done just because I think Pat Mahomes is that much better than Jalen Hurts, even though roster-wise everyone's kind of saying that the Eagles are much better roster-wise. Um, and they definitely have made some moves that have panned out for them incredibly um some moves that i just question other teams making but hey they made them so kind of seeing in the nba right now um when you make those type of moves in the nfl tends to lead to good things we saw with the rams winning their super bowl i think you're seeing it right now with the eagles and hopefully they don't win their super bowl but hey i know my friend dukes is rooting for it so try and send him some good juju um yeah a lot of weird and crazy stuff that i've been seeing uh and hearing sports and non-sports related but uh gotta let the pup out and do some other things before i get to work today so i'll probably just save that for next pod um but at least i got to chat with rich a little bit uh about some of these trades that are going down which i'm surprised he is so high on where the lakers are about to be going from here on out but i don't know maybe i'll be wrong about uh the lakers as i was wrong about them constructed once they brought in Russell Westbrook, um, kind of a tough move when it comes to him. We'll see. I think he's going to get bought out and go to another team. So we'll see if my guy Russ is able to make a run at this year's playoffs. But right now, it's been kind of tough to formulate all this stuff I'm trying to talk about on here. And then Rich comes in and we got a bunch of crazy shit going on in the NBA, a bunch of trades and LeBron breaking the all-time record and all kinds of stuff to talk about. Endless topics, headlines, predictions, all kinds of stuff, NBA. Um, 
you know, and you can kind of break down the Super Bowl and all things kind of leading into the Super Bowl and plenty to talk about there. And there's so much formulating around golf conversations, including, you know, Aaron Rodgers and him cheating in golf, which is something I've talked about here on the pod plenty of times. But it's basically gotten to a point now where talking about stuff like that really doesn't matter because you're always going to have people doing stuff like that, cheating, lying, stealing, bad stuff. I mean, it's it's just a shame. It really is. It's unfortunately the world we live in and people are just kind of grown to accept that we just live in this live in the moment society where history doesn't even matter really and i'm not even talking about history we're learning in school or nothing i'm talking about literally last week and it's very very strange um digital era digital world everybody out there on the web and all these viral stories leonardo dicaprio dating a 19 year old i mean it's just fucking weird dude it's all kinds of weird shit going on all the time everyone's got some type of hot take or statement to say about it and unfortunately you can't feel or say anything really without getting blasted i mean think about it lebron says anything he gets absolutely blasted it trickles all down to a guy who's doing a lonely podcast like me like if i was getting plenty of views on my podcast here i'd be getting blasted for all kinds of stuff i'm saying on here it's just the world we live in it's just a fucking goddamn shame nobody can do anything without getting you know basically harassed shit on um and it's just just strange nobody can have opinion or talk about something without getting other people all fired up or upset and people start taking it personal it's just it's crazy to me really is crazy times sports world non-sports world seggy station catch y'all next time peace and love stay safe out there you're listening to seggy station